Welcome to the Air It Out Fantasy Football Podcast, part of the Air It Out Network. I'm Joe. I'm Chantel. Thank you for listening last week and welcome back. You can find us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, and get notifications of new episodes. It's super important to rate and review as well. You can support this podcast in the link in the show's description. You can follow us at the Aired Out Network on Instagram. How was your week? Great week. Lots of crazy happenings. And this week's episode of Owners Behaving Badly starting off the new year. Can't believe it. But we have Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper acting a fool in his luxury suite. And before I forget, shout out to a very good friend of the pod, Kevin Killian, for bringing this story to my attention. But Kevin is a fan of the Panthers, poor guy. And he let me know that the owner of the team that he is a fan of was on his worst behavior in a video circulating that shows uh, Tepper throwing a drink on a Jaguars fan after watching rookie quarterback Bryce Young throw an interception with three minutes left in a game. Not a good look. What a dummy. Don't get to make physical contact with a drink or otherwise because someone may or may not have said something that you don't like. What are you, a 60-year-old man? <laughs> I mean, grow up. So. so he should be fined, right? He was kind fine. of baby. Okay, was good. Fine. I was going to say, yeah. like, yeah, if he, he had been fine. a player, we'd be talking fine, suspension, not to mention the lawsuit from the fan who, well, like, you know, oh, I got in my eye. Coming. I can't see anymore. <laughs> but that's coming. I don't feel right anymore. Right. He threw a Coke at me. I'll never see correctly again. <laughs> exactly. You know that's coming. Well, he should have been fine. It's definitely. Um, it was. Yeah conduct unbecoming of a billionaire so yeah i couldn't agree more but billionaires throw tantrums too eh, I <laughs> so, guess. but no definitely no place for that all right so week 17 is officially in our books week 18 is here the final week of the nfl football season regular season may the force be with you if your fantasy league is still going on some do run to week 18 and we are here but ours like many others have already wrapped up for the season so let's talk about some of the front runners for rookie of the year and mvp we'll start with rookie I have okay. my top three. Do you have any? I have my top three for rookie. You go first, and I'll see. Okay. So wait, you want, let's say you want me to go first with all three, or just like one? Then go I all go three. One? All three, and I'll, I'll see if I match you. All right. Okay. So if I get long, you got to tell me like move on to the next person. Okay? okay. So my first pick, of course, I think we're gonna double up on some of these, but C.J. Stroud is also my first. Okay, C.J. Stroud. So through week seventeen. 3,844 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, five interceptions, mm-hmm. passer rating of 99, 63% completion rate. So yep. part of the reason nobody expected this from him. He went, he logged or not logged in, but he went into a situation many people thought was going to be a rebuilding year. And maybe a backup situation for him. Maybe a backup yeah. situation. They're now finding themselves still fighting for a spot in the playoffs though, but what, nine and seven? Yep. So the only other rookie quarterback that comes close, Will Levis, with 1,800 yards. That's quite a ways away from 38. Couldn't right? be more. 3,800. So, and he's got eight TDs, four, in, four INTs, and then 58% completion rate. So, and at one point, Stroud was even in the um, conversation with the elite players, you know, about the uh, league MVP discussion. So he's my uh, front runner for sure. Yeah. All right. So if for some crazy reason... The powers that be don't like C.J. Stroud. It can only, and I think we're going to have the same guy too. I'm going to, I'm going to say Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua is my second one. Puka Nakua. Okay. 
Puka okay. Nakua. I probably said that all wrong, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go with Puka Nakua. Okay. I went with so I also put where they were drafted last year just to give you some the uh, overall perspective of where right. they were. So Cedar Stroud, point. number two overall behind Bryce Young of the Carolina Panthers, we just talked about. But okay. Cedar Stroud, number two, Ohio State, an excellent team the year before. So Puka Nakua, fifth round, 177th overall pick in last year's draft. Mm-hmm. So for, this is his year so far. 101 receptions, 1,445 yards receiving. That's gigantic. I mean, some receivers okay. never get there in their whole careers. Uh, five touchdowns. And a 14.3 yard reception average. Pretty Crazy. dang good. Has right. taken over the lead spot there, really, for the Rams. I think so. What I like about Puka Nakua, first of all, any man who can adopt a Disney movie line as his on the field mantra, man after my own heart, he I repeats, I am speed, mm-hmm. right? Which yep. is a line from the Cars movie. Yep. Number one, because he has to convince himself that he still belongs on the NFL stage, that he is where he's supposed to be. Number two, he fell so far in the draft in part because he was slow, or he was told he was too slow. Told he was too slow. Right, on the 4.57 on the 40. So he, I mean, he basically graced us with his presence and filling in for a hurt Cooper Cup, like you were saying, at the start. The start of the year, yeah, oh, yeah. At the very so, start so he of kinda, the year. Yeah. Never looked back. Never looked back. 10 catches, 119 on that first first outing. I could see him as a top one or two round draft pick next year. How crazy is that? For Somebody sure. Came out of who nowhere. Wouldn't, who wouldn't? Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. Came yeah. out of nowhere. I like it, though. Yeah. Big, big fan. And we'll so, look forward to seeing him in the playoffs. Do you know who the next closest wide receiver was or that I saw that I did the research on was? Rookie or regular? Rookie. Uh, rookie. I did not see. Jordan Addison. Oh, interesting. Jordan Addison still a long ways away, though. 66 catches and uh, 85, 854 on the yards and then 90. You know, of the rookies, and we previewed them beginning of the year, Zay Flowers, good year, but not this. Right. No. no. Addison, good year, not this. Nope. JSN, good year ish, not this. Not even close. Yeah. So, kind so. of like that. I'll go next since okay. you matched up on the last two. Yeah. Bijan Robinson. Okay. Drafted number eight overall. Mm-hmm. Now, I know he got some this, that, and the other for Arthur and all that stuff down there in Atlanta, not using him correctly, but still, I mean, he's going to have a thousand yard year, it looks like. Okay. So, 203 rushing attempts, 948 yards rushing, four TDs, which isn't the greatest running back, but it's okay. A 4.7 yard per carry average. That's really good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. On an, on, an, on an Atlanta team, which Desmond Ritter, third round pick, came in and didn't really do very much. Mm-hmm. So he kind of carried the load a little bit there. Okay. A phenomenal talent. And I see a big second year from him. Okay. Uh, I did. We did not no come Bichon. up with the same. No Bijan okay. for okay. me. No Bijan for me. So I went, if a insane, some insane crazy person doesn't like Stroud or Puka Nakua, I went with Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta, rookie. Drafted second round, 34 overall. So yep. that's like second, right? In yep. the second round. Uh, he landed, I think, in an excellent spot with the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. right? In a team being led by Dan Campbell, undergoing a major shift in culture, overall, complete overhaul for Detroit. And I think I was, you know, uh, I think I was joking around with you maybe or somebody and I was saying that um, ever since their appearance on Hard Knocks the couple of years ago or the year before, they've become the new America's team. Oh, yeah. Right. And at least this time it was a team chosen by the people, I think. Yeah. But so, but Laporta has racked up 78 catches, 860 yards, nine TDs, surpassing all the other tight ends in his draft class, of which there's only one who was drafted above him. So the Lions have the right idea. I think he's been a difference maker on the team for sure. You got to give a lot of uh, credit to that organization. They know what they're doing. I think they're getting it right. So, yeah, I went Sam Laporta. I like Sam Laporta quite a bit. Do you know where he went to college? Mm, Sam Laporta, no. I was going to say Brigham Young, but I know that's Puka Nakua. Iowa. 
Iowa. Do you know okay. who else went to Iowa? I'm going to guess another great tight end, Kelsey. George right. Kittle. George Kittle, really? You know who else went to Iowa? Who else? Dallas Clark. Wow. Pretty amazing. They call it tight end you. Ah. So, and boy, did he show Rightfully up. so. Yeah. I have one last one. I know only the three, but I threw one okay. last in there, and that's Jamar Gibbs, the rookie stud. I mean, he was really no surprise. He was okay. drafted 12th overall, but uh, 169, and he's splitting, which is pretty amazing for these numbers. I'm going to give him two to a second. Okay. He's splitting with another back. So, 160 yard, 169 rushing attempts, mm-hmm. 915 yards, nine TDs, a 5.4 yard per carry average. Okay. And I didn't even add the receiving stuff, which he's had a lot of as well. Crazy, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. For me, if we had to pick one there, who would you pick? So if you're going to say this is going to be the person who's going to win the award here at the end of the year. If I had to pick one, 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 I'd, I'd have to go C.J. Stroud. Same. I'd agreed. have to go C.J. Stroud. He is a part of the reason, he, the majority of the reason that they are nine and seven. Right. And they have, they, they're they on the outside looking in really this week coming into yeah, the playoff mix. The but they, they could they could be in the playoffs. They could be. And who, and who saw thing. that? But and also, I think this thing, with, he missed a couple of those games. He is basically like willing himself, like carrying the team. He's super young and is a leader, I understand, in the uh, locker room. Just, I don't know. I feel like it's such a good story. When I gamble on this game that we love or I do fantasy stuff, I look for a quarterback who's going to be my quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. Right. He does not turn the ball over. How impressive is that from a rookie? But you know what else with CJ Stroud? Um, I think that we are, so we've seen a lot in recent uh, years, of course, of the quarterback who is also a running quarterback. Yes. And, and CJ Stroud is not exactly no. that. He does not use no. his legs anywhere near as much as some of the other guys that were also mentioned in that MVP Agreed. list. So I think, especially amongst rookies, if you are getting mentioned for league MVP, you have, to, how do you not win the rookie of yeah. the year MVP award? So, I but think yeah. he's a shoe and he's also the yeah. Las Vegas odds on favor. They do bet on that. They bet on everything. Okay. So, but yeah. Okay. okay. So this is a great feed in though, to the top three offensive players for regular MVP. Regular league MVP. MVP. Okay. All right. So offensive MVPs, um, I'll start this time. Okay. I'll go with, I think he's the clear cut now and talk about running quarterbacks. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore right. Ravens. Mm-hmm. 307 for 457, 67.2 completion rate, 3,670 yards passing, an eight-yard average, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions helped by that five-touchdown game he had last week. Okay. Um, 140 – his special special part, 148 rushes for 821 yards and another five TDs. Crazy. So, I mean, there's, there's tons of running backs around the league that don't have any of those numbers. Yeah. So – I also had Lamar Jackson in that a number one spot as the front runner. So I think that um, what, for me, what stands out the most, I think everybody was kind of quiet, I think, about Lamar Jackson for the vast majority of the season. Yeah. Nobody, and about the Ravens, because I think, and rightfully so, because most people were kind of on the fence about the offensive side of the ball. I'm like, and what are they going to be able to do? How far is Lamar going to be able to carry them? Yeah. Especially if they are try- they were trying, I thought, to scale away from him running so much and start passing the ball more. So it wasn't <laughs> – we had to wait all the way to week 16 for Lamar to tell us all to have a seat, shut up, and watch him pick apart your, your Niners. And then it got real. And then the following week against – the, if they, that wasn't enough, the following week, the Miami the Dolphins, Dolphins terrible too. I mean, they, they the ran all over. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you with uh, with Lamar. I, I think it's well deserved now. I mean, yeah. no matter what happens, so he'll more than likely sit this week. There's no reason to play. He'll probably sit week one as well. But uh, you know, even yeah. if even if he doesn't play well in the divisional playoff round, uh, I think he's a shoe in. However, yeah. you know, I looked at the numbers today for my number two guy here, and I was surprised 
they're they're very impressive. Okay. It's going to be one Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, Three, mm. I know they played really poorly on the road and, okay. and still kind of fighting back and forth with the playoff spots. But look at these numbers. Mm-hmm. It's 379 okay. completions for 554 attempts. That's a 68.4 completion rate. 4,237 yards passing. Wow. That's a 7.6 average. 32 touchdowns. Eight INTs. Yeah. And then 55 yeah. rushes for 242 yards and two touchdowns. That's very impressive. That is. And I disrespected that because I looked right past him, and you might be right about that. Yeah. Those are very impressive. It's numbers, not, so. I don't think it's better than Lamar because Lamar has all that rushing stuff, and that team is just super impressive. Right. But, but wow, what a season Mr. Prescott put together down in Dallas. Right. And I think the other, I think the difference here with Lamar, so he's got an incredible defense, right? Mm-hmm. But I think some, the games, in my opinion, show like the ne- the necessity of both, right? Yeah. So for me, let's just say a a defensive game where the defense gets you over is a nineteen to twenty one. Yeah. Nobody's putting up very much. Nobody is. To, but when you start getting into those higher numbers, it's clearly you know your offense is now capable. And then the defense is holding somebody to nineteen Absolutely. points, and you're putting up fifty six. You're putting up thirty seven, whatever. So um, and then on the other side of that, I think Lamar is much more capable of picking it up and doing it when he like has to, whether it's going to be on the ground or in the air. So and that example would be that Rams game. Right. The Rams game was 31 to 37 and Mm. they just would not stop. He was like, no, I'm not letting this game get get away from me. That's in my opinion, that's a two offenses battling it out. You're not stopping anybody at 37 if they're hanging that on you or 31. So it's really the offense that's going back and forth. But yeah, Yeah. he's he's, yeah, I I have to put Lamar over. Oh, certainly. You know, for that. If I look around the NFL playoffs and I was going to make a bet for who's going to win the Super Bowl, it's how do not. Take Baltimore. How do you not? I mean, how do you not? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, I don't know. All right, I have, well, one, I have okay. one more. Go I have one more that you okay. go because I think we'll differ here. Okay. Um, I know everyone was really down on him after playing that same Baltimore team, uh, Mr. Brock Purdy. Let me just give you the numbers real quick. Okay. 308 completions for 444 attempts. That's a 69.4 completion rate right there with the other guys. Okay. Even better than Lamar, actually. 4,280 yards passing, which is huge. However, we talked about how a lot of that's yak. That's yards after the catch. But still, mm-hmm. they, they count. 30, right. 31 <laughs> touchdowns, which is a lot. Yeah. On 11 INTs. And then 144 yards rushing for two TDs. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Those numbers are very, very impressive. But I think one of the biggest indicators is just what you said is yards after the catch. How, and that's a lot of your, you know, your receivers putting in the work that's moving it down the field. If you watch the 49ers, it's short check downs to McCaffrey. It's check downs to Kittle or those, those screens, those bubble screens to Debo. And then they just go. All three of those guys just go. I don't know. And this is not to say that he will not become a huge uh, difference maker and a huge director on that team, on the Niners team at some rate. Remember, he is a very, very, very young quarterback, right? Yeah. But I just, for whatever reason, couldn't picture in my mind He's in a Brock Purdy right, doing. But yeah. yeah, so those are yeah. outstanding numbers, especially for that. But I couldn't see him in the way that I could see like Lamar putting the game on his back and going, or even a CJ Stroud. I just yeah. don't see that same. I'm a, I am a Niner fan. I'll admit that. And if you took Brock Purdy and you put him on a mediocre team, you don't. No, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, I have to. Agree with so I, I think we're uh, I think we're in consensus with Lamar. Yeah, I, 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 th- I, th- I think he'll win it too. Okay, right. But I, I went off of the quarterback thing, if that uh, is out of what Absolutely. we're doing. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I went uh, back to your Niners team with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, absolutely. I went Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. I, I How can you not? I mean, yeah. what has he done this year? I, if the Niners do win the Super, mm-hmm. Super Bowl this year, it'll be for two reasons. It'll be for Christian McCaffrey for one mm-hmm. and two because of that defensive core of theirs. Right. And 
I was going to say that he would no. not, they wouldn't be what they are for no, sure no. without no. that run game, the influence of no. that run game there. And then, so Christian McCaffrey, I like, I actually like his story quite a bit too of landing at the Niners because it's one of the things that happens to you that you don't want to happen to you, but yeah. it turns out to be like the best thing that ever yeah. happened to you. And so he has this interview where he says he thought he'd be a Panther forever. Yeah. He was not up for the whole, he was saying how he pressured his agent all the time. Like, Hey, are they going to, tra- are they going to do yeah. and he, You know, he didn't want to be traded. He got traded midweek, mid season, sneakily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he said, like, before I know it, I'm in a Niners, yeah. you know, uniform suiting up going on the field. So, but it has definitely, definitely worked out for the yeah. best. He is another one. Oh my God. So 1459 rushing yards, 14 TDs, another 500 receiving. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And this is his eighth year in the league. Not that amazing? And his best season. Yeah. This is his best season. Yeah. He's on his best team right now, though, too. I mean, so. Uh, but yeah. eight years, though? Yeah. Eight yeah. years. Yeah. So it's crazy. Uh, amazing. Hats off. Mm-hmm. My last pick, let's see. Uh, or do you want to go with your next guy? Nope. That was, I got my guys okay. rolling there. Yep. Okay. So mine, oh, uh, I'm saying Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen quite a bit. I, I know that they are two, I think, on the bubble. I don't think, they, oh, no, are they in the No, they're, yeah, that's they're the, the Sunday night game. So, they, they play Miami, the winner take all. Yes, that's going to so, be super yes. exciting. If you're going to watch a game this week, whew, that's the one to watch. Amazing, fearless quarterback play from Josh Allen, yeah. which is one of the things that plays with a lot of heart, which mm-hmm. is one of the things I'm most drawn to. So as far as numbers go, he's definitely on the top of the heap, though. So he's got 3,000, well, way up there, of course, Dak uh, and Brock have passed him, but 3,947 yards, 27 TDs, 17 INTs, plus another 457 on the ground, 15 rushing touchdowns. Which is a quarterback record. Yes, yeah. unheard Single of. Single season quarterback Fifth, record, yeah. All this time, I've been given Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts crap for being touchdown poachers yeah. in fantasy no, it's, when it's Josh, Josh Allen. Allen's got 15 TDs. That's uh, you crazy. Know, I can say it freely now that our yes. season's all wrapped up. I targeted Josh Allen very much in the first round. He was my number one all-world pick. And I, because he, po- sorry, James Cook and all the other running backs up there, <laughs> but he take, yep, near the one or the two, you know, it's, he, he takes them. So nobody so. here. I do believe they'll win that. We'll get to that a little later, but I do believe that Buffalo's going to break some hearts this you week. Think so yeah. I hope so. We'll I get hope on to so. it. Well, yeah. So um, that'll do it for me. They definitely are not who they are without Josh I, Allen. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll be finding out which one of our guys on our list will be bringing home the honors for the season. But until then, let's take a look at everything else that is going on around the league. What's up in the NFL this week? All right. Plenty of stuff to cover. I'll start with the only real movement that happened this week. And that's Dalvin Cook and the New York Jets parted ways. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cook only had 67 carries for 214 yards uh, in New York this year. Very disappointing. You know, I thought he was going to be an extra like battering ram piece for that. And I'm sure he okay. went there with yeah. the idea that this is a Super Bowl team. We're going to make a run in this, that, and the other. On right. the other side of that, I thought it was nice that Jets let him go because now he can catch on with the playoff fish team if they need somebody. Yeah. So if you look around, somebody's got All some right. injuries or something like that. Yeah, he can, he can sign on. He was a stud in college at Florida State. And then he did what six seasons, I believe, over a thousand yards. Sounds right in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, some Pro Bowl yeah. matched in there. So I thought he was, did great in Minnesota. I mean, sometimes things just don't work out. It looks great on yeah. paper and then I theory and then you get to it and it just, it just doesn't work out. All well. the hack comments come out and they say, oh, he's yeah. done. He's burnt out. No, I, I think he's still got some gas in there. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he's in the league next year. All right. That was the only major movement I saw this week. We'll go on to the news and headlines and we'll start with the biggest one. Okay. Do you know where I'm going? I have a feeling. Russell Wilson is out in Denver. Yes. He was benched by head coach Sean Payton prior to the Broncos' 16-9 to win over the LA Chargers this past Sunday. Yep. 
Why did this happen? Because he would not adjust his contract for the Denver Broncos. I'm, I, I believe Russell's story 100%. I don't think that he, all of the conversation around him benched for poor play, I think is crap. He had a very, very, very good season. Yes, good season. And uh, yeah, so I think that it, there is, that's kind of an unscrupulous thing to do. I think it was definitely along those, <laughs> along those lines that with the, it's the injury clause that they, right? He cannot get injured. He has to be able to pass a physical, yep. uh, in March, I believe. And so it was, yeah. And you know what? And Sean, he didn't even do a good job selling it, in my opinion, like in the, the Broncos came out and said they need a spark in their offense. A sp- right. So Jared Stidham apparently That's the is spark. It. Right. Okay. We scored 16 so, points against that tough third string charge. Defense out there. So, and that's what it was. So, gosh, this league and the game that we love so much, they can be so brutal. Like, when they play for keeps, it's a, business. it's a business. So, it was set up perfectly, in my opinion, for Jared Stidham to actually be able to win a game. It's against the Chargers. You bench him at the perfect yep. time. So, oh, maybe he was the spark. No, he's not the spark. He's not. I mean, yeah, it's it's all bad. It's a bad look to me. A very bad look. A very, very bad look. So, for those who don't know, uh, Russell came out and stated that in late October, he was threatened with being benched if he didn't change his contract. Right. Russell said poop to that. Right, Wilson signed. As he a, should. Oh, totally. I, who's going to say? I'll take less money. No, right. no, no, no. Wilson signed a five-year, two hundred and forty-five million dollar contract in September of twenty twenty-two, of which one hundred sixty-five million dollars is guaranteed. He is now also guaranteed thirty-nine million dollars in twenty twenty-four if he's with the Broncos or not. Good for him. Cha-ching. Right. Wilson is thirty-five years old. First of all, how much time does he have left? Couple years. Couple years. Couple years left. First of all, I like him very much. We talked about the yes. Walton player, player man of the year and stuff. He's done yep. a lot for his community. And, Absolutely. And, and, and to his credit, to Russell Wilson's credit, he did not come out after this and say, oh, Broncos, this, Broncos. Right. He said, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I'll slide up the background and I'll count my money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So let's see where he well, made it. Even with him being willing to do the press conference or the little interview, yeah. it was like nine minutes or so. That's almost like out of character. It's something that mild-mannered is yeah. almost like out of character. And he is very mild-mannered. I mean, very all, all these years of and Washington, And I just Seattle. want him to lose it just one time. <laughs> just one time. Yep. 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 I don't think it's But yeah. Okay. But so anyway. my landing spots. Here we go. Number okay. one, Atlanta. Let's see if we have any thoughts on these. I think Atlanta would be nice. His wife is from Atlanta. Yep, that's It'd be why nice to there. go back home. Yep. I think they are. De- they've definitely had their quarterback woes, which I'll talk a little bit more about later when we get into some other parts of the show. But Atlanta would be a nice landing spot. They have a lot of young talent to surround him with if he went there. I think right. they, they have a good defense. They have Drake London. They have Bijan Robinson. There's a right. lot of good pieces there in Atlanta. That's why I made that the number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. I don't think it's a good fit. I just can't. I don't think it would be a good um, personality-wise. I don't know. It just does not seem like the that is his. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. How to describe it? I don't think uh, that would be a good landing okay. spot. Okay. Number him. three, you're talking about talent surrounding you, Minnesota. And that's of course assuming Minnesota. Kirk Cousin is gone. I like Minnesota. Um, the run game there, though, might need a little. Throwing game certainly needs a little bit of work figure, in Minnesota, what for sure. What they're going to do with that. But, again, we just had the rookie Jordan Addison. 
be potentially or kind of up there in terms of his numbers, what he did this year. He almost got to a thousand. We still have another week. Hawkinson, JJ. Hawkinson. And I'm saying Addison did that across from Justin Jefferson for several games yep. before he got hurt. So, yeah, I think that's a good – yeah, that'd be so more – So, it's number three. Fourth, okay with that. fourth and last. And I kind of like this one a lot, even though it's, it's an old enemy of mine. The New England Patriots. No. Why not? You think you, you don't? I think him and Belichick would do well together. I think they would be terrible you together. Think be terrible no together. way. No, the, mm. Bill Belichick is reminiscent of one Sean Payton. <laughs> just that that whole that personality that right. just all just the gruff, angry, and I don't think a mild mannered guy like Russ does well with those personality types. It's almost like a suffering in silence when you see him. Like you just like oh, it's, it's not going. And the, you know what? Another thing I heard. Oh, so there's this other podcast I listened to, Moving the Chains. I got, and I meant to write down this person's um, information, but it was a very close friend of Russell Wilson. And before Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson came to Denver, he wanted to play for Sean Payton. So he got to meet Sean Payton at some like NFL event or whatever. Sure. And he became completely enamored with him. Was like, man, I gotta, I really want to play for that guy someday. I really want, and I, so I can only imagine the disappointment that he's going through. Like you meet your hero and it's never whether, you know, it's business, to be. ugly situation, ugly. But I, yeah, I so. personally hope Russell ends up somewhere. I, I like Atlanta. I like New England, but wherever he ends up, I'll be rooting for him. I've always I will take him. Atlanta and uh, Minnesota. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, next one. You ready for this one? Uh, gonna, everybody's going to know right away. The NFL sent the video of the teams regarding players, regarding players reporting as ineligible or eligible mm-hmm. with the correct numbers on okay. their jerseys. <laughs> this is in okay. response to the ending of the Lions-Cowboys game Saturday night in which referee Brad Allen made a controversial call at the end of the game to call offensive lineman Taylor Decker ineligible with legal touching, thus erasing a game-winning two-point conversion. Right. That same officiating crew has now been reported to not be eligible to call playoff games this season. Mm-hmm. As fans... What do we think? If, in fact, the era is – that's a grave mistake when – Game-changing. Yes, game-changing, season-changing, everything yeah. could be career-changing for some people depending on what's going on in their season, right? Yep. So uh, I definitely think it's a good call to say, yeah, they're they're definitely yeah. – they should – there'll be, I'm sure, some sort of – refresher training for I'm sure. them about I'm what. Sure. And so um, I've heard many players and commentators and people, which I tend to agree with, say that is a person just kind of going through the motions and not paying attention to what is actually happening on the field, what yeah. a person is saying to you, who is talking to you, who is doing what. So, and that's, um, you know, that happens in everybody's job. At some point, you know, you maybe drift a little bit, yeah. especially in you, if you, you know it so well, you know, every single thing that, but with a moving and a quickly moving game like this, you do have to challenge yourself to stay a little more engaged right. in what is actually going on. So I get it. First but yeah, of, I think a good call on that one. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Dan Campbell has a set of stones on him. The calls that he made in that game, holy cannolis! You, put, you can put those things. Dan you can put those Campbell. things in a dump truck. Because I took, know I, the whole time chance. I was screaming like, "Don't just just, just take kick the point, point after, yeah. just kick the point after." But yeah, and play and play for like, overtime. But no, not yeah. only, and then he went for it again and again and again. <laughs> I know. So. It's like yeah, after Gutsy, that first so. one, you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. You and you're oh, you're playing. You're on the road. You're not gonna get it. So it's got to be super frustrating for Detroit fans, just the way that all played out but they did get michigan winning their playoff yeah. game a couple days later so good for them all right so the last right. one um oh one more before we leave that one sure do you think that they should bring in instant replay before they make those calls 
So something like that to scoring-ish play, there's a question mark there. Should that be something that they can replay? Oh. Like like there was pictures later on if you saw any of this stuff of the ref actually talking to that line. somebody, yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that is a little bit involved for a, a moment in a game yeah. like that. But in terms of like a quick instant replay that they might do like when they're reviewing a play real quick, maybe something like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that was that was a big one. Okay. So next one. After a season-changing massive 35-31 upset win over the Eagles on Sunday, the Arizona Cardinals organization has stated there is no doubt that Kyler Murray is their franchise quarterback for the future. He was 25 for 31 for 232 yards, three TDs, one INT. Okay. Can the Cardinals become relevant in that very difficult NFC West again with Kyler Murray? Um, I think they can. I think they can. Yeah? Yep. I, th- I I think that actually, I think as Geno Smith comes down to earth, there'll be much the playing field maybe shakes levels out a bit in terms of competition. So um, depending on what they do to build up around Kyler still, because because he still needs quite a bit of help, I think, especially in a receiving core there. Um, uh, Connor has done okay. I think this season. Trey McBride was a huge, Trey McBride definitely. But so if they can kind of build on what they got going here, I could see the competition, you know, stiffening up and that need to work on that defense a little bit, but that defense really stood up against some terrible play calling by Sirianni into that Eagle game last week. I mean, just bootleg bootleg and a bubble pass. That almost got Devonta killed. So I don't, I don't really understand those calls. Right. But yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I think the NFC West will be very competitive, and I think they build a little more. They need some defensive help. They need some offensive line help. But there are pieces there. Right. So so and, and I don't get the whole like the, so when you have a situation like this, I really don't understand in the NFL like scrapping it all and starting over, which is what basically what you're doing. Like if they were to get rid of Kyler Murray at this point. That would be such oh, a, that's yeah. a tremendous waste. Like, why would you do that? You know, because now you're having to start over with one of the most significant pieces that may or may not work out for the next five years, depending on whomever you get. So, yeah. And it really sets you back. It really, yeah. it really, really does. All right. On to the injury report now. Just right. a few here. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Brown is questionable for that big Texans game uh, okay. with a hip. Elijah Moore is in the concussion protocol, although you won't see very many of the – Cleveland Brown players playing this week. They're, very, I didn't think they're so. not going to move. There's yeah. nothing going there. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the uh, young quarterback from UCLA, he's got a hip. He's on IR for the rest of the year, so we won't see him again in the playoffs. Okay. He came in for change of pace. Uh, Al- Alvin Kamara in a game that means something, ankle, doubtful, but we'll keep watching him throughout the week. You never know. A big game mm-hmm. like this, he might show up. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's out for a bunch of reasons. Calf, I mean, it is yeah, an injury thing, a, but, but he's definitely not playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, T. Higgins, he's not going to play, but they're out of the playoff contention anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And then we just talked about Devonta Smith and his football, his foot is doubtful. And that is a big game for them. They, they do wow. want to win their game. Yeah. So he kind of like that Ooh. screen right at the end that didn't mean anything. All right. That's pretty much my injury report. All right, cool. Well, still crazy amount of shakeups and injuries all around this week, but let's keep it moving and see how all those changes might impact these week 18 games that you were just talking about. So in this segment, we normally would give you guys our picks for the most important eight games that we're keeping an eye on, but as the season creeps closer and closer, the postseason creeps closer and closer by the minute, we will take a look at all of the upcoming games being played in week 18 to close out the regular season and give you our picks on each one. But first, let's see how we did last week. Last week, here we go. We both took the Cleveland Browns to beat the New York Jets to open up the week. Got that one pretty easily. Next, we both had Dallas and that uh, interesting game against Detroit with that weird finish. You took Miami to get the upset on the against Baltimore. Baltimore got the win there. Oh, yeah. We both had Kansas City. Uh, you took the Raiders to beat Indy. I had Indy kind of help lead that whole game. Um, I thought I was going out on a limb here to take Pittsburgh, but they were able to hold on and get that win against Seattle. 
Uh, you took Seattle. We both had the Rams. We both mm-hmm. had Tampa, who lost. So you were four and four, and Ooh. I was seven and one. Nice. Thank you. And brings us to totals. You're 78 and 58, which is 20 games above 500, really good. And I am 86 and 50 with one week to go. So here we go. See if you can catch me with these, all these games we're doing this week. No, we'll see. We will see. All right. So here we go. We'll start it off right now. Um, there's going to be some interesting stuff this week because there'll be a lot of rested players and stuff like that. Yeah. We will start with one. We'll probably see some of that. Pittsburgh Steelers in a game they definitely need against the (laughs) Ravens team, uh, that doesn't need anything. Anything. So this is Pittsburgh at Baltimore. What do you like? Uh, you know what? The Ravens don't need anything, just like you said, but I'm still going to go with them. They are the hot hand right now. So we watched them put away the Niners. No problem. Take care of the Dolphins. No problem. There's no stopping this train, I think. So I'm going to go with the, the red hot Ravens still. So this game is actually on Saturday. It's a day earlier. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Okay. Um, they're playing a little better on offense. Uh, and I, I think Baltimore is going to rest almost anybody Everybody. consequential you on that so? team. Okay. Yeah. They said Harbaugh would come out and announce it. He hasn't done it yet. So you can look for it as it gets a little closer. But I'm going to stick with uh, with Pittsburgh in this one. The next, right. next one, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they have something to play for. They have a small shot from the mm-hmm. outside looking in against the Lions who have nothing to play for. Although Dan Campbell said his starters would start uh, the Minnesota Vikings and the Lions. What do you like? No, that doesn't surprise me. I think he would say that. So, <laughs> But tough break for the Lions last week and then loss with Dallas. But okay. So just like you said, the stones on Dan Campbell. Oh, you can yeah. just about count on them to beat anybody these days. I think um, oh, I feel like we watched them kind of beat themselves last week, oh, yeah. and with that, uh, just uh, they were the better team thing. in that they game. I, I watched team. that whole yeah. game; yeah, they were the better team. So, but um, I think yeah, they've clinched their division, right? It's the Vikings with something to play for. So that said, I'm going to still take the Lions. You know, lest we forget, I think the Vikings couldn't even manage to score more than three. Against uh, the Raiders, was it? Massive yeah. quarterback problems for so, the Minnesota yeah, they've Vikings. They've been on a losing streak ever since. I'm going to go with the Lions. I am also going to take the Lions. And again, a game that doesn't mean too much for them. Minnesota right. needs a lot of things to go their way to survive. I don't see that happening. I see Detroit taken, and that is that. On to the next one. More playoff implications here. The mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to the drink owner throwing stuff at his fans. <laughs> right. And the opposite fans and everyone else. Tampa Bay yes. Bucks and the Carolina Panthers. So I'm taking the Bucks here. So I think it gives them a chance to pull ahead and clinch their division if they get the win this week, right? But then I think they're the other set in the division. Somebody's got to lose. I can't remember which one, but I think we'll move on to it. But so, but they should have no problem with the Panthers, though. The Panthers haven't played particularly well all season long. The Bucks still have Mike Evans, Rashad White. Both of those guys have had a pretty good season. I like the Bucks. I also like the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, they continue to lead the South. They have the tiebreaker, so really pretty much all they need to do is win, and yeah. I think they will. Okay. So we'll both take Tampa there. On to the next one, the Dallas Cowboys against the Washington Commanders. The Dallas Cowboys can lock up the East and be the number two seed in the NFC with a win here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we like? So I like Dallas. Again, this should be an easy one for them. They definitely don't need much. They've already uh, got spent in the playoffs. Uh, commanders are completely eliminated. It's a chance, though, I think, to see um, some second – third maybe stringers to scope out for next year guys that we didn't see much of uh, in the regular season but dallas is still the better team i'm going to take dallas i am also going to take dallas biggest spread wise vegas wise favorite of the week i think they go into washington and get their win no problem okay next one uh divisional game seahawks and the cardinals the seahawks another team with a tiny Mm -hmm. tiny chance need a bunch of help the cardinals have been eliminated uh they're both playing all their players what do you like um, I'm still going to take the Seahawks on this one, right? So they need the win, right? They're on the bubble. 
Yeah, they're on the bubble. They need to win and get out. So, yes. Although the Cardinals have been eliminated, it's a division game. Cardinals will have no problem, I think, trying to crush the uh, postseason dreams of of their division rival. So the Seahawks will play them hard, too, though, with their season on the line. They'll need Ken Walker Jr. and uh, Charbonnet, I think, to get started early and often. No Ken Walker. No Ken Walker. No Ken Walker. Okay. So Zach Charbonnet? Charbonnet. Yes. Yeah. So if they're going to get the win in, I'm thinking it's going to be on the ground. I'm taking the Seahawks. Taking the Seahawks. I will also not take the Seahawks. I will take Arizona. Continue to ride with Kyler Murray. Really? And yeah. Okay. And then that'll be it for Seattle. It's in Arizona in the desert. Nice way to end the year for them. All right. On the next right. one, uh, the Texans and the Colts. Huge play. This is like, almost like a playoff game. Yeah. So uh, what do you like there? So I like the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our just consensus, uh, rookie MVP quarterback yes. and CJ Stroud. So he took a big hit in week 14 against the Jets, didn't return to that game and then missed the following two mm-hmm. in concussion protocol. Nice return, right? Decidedly beat the, uh, Titans yep. in his division 26. Uh, what three? Yeah, maybe? something like that. Okay, yes. So through for two hundred thirteen yards of TD Texans. Uh, they're locked in still that three way tie, right? Yeah. Um, and this could so Jackson, what, what Jackson needs to happen there. Jacksonville wins their game. They win the division. Okay. So then that's okay. straightforward. Yeah. Ah, all right. So yeah. Well, hopefully they get the win here and uh, the rest shakes out for them. But I think I'm going to take the Texans on this one. I'm Austin Brown for the Texans and yeah. the rookie. Yeah, I like them quite a bit. I'd like to see him uh, at least have an outside chance again at the playoffs. The Colts currently yeah. hold the tiebreaker there, but it'd be nice to okay. see them see them get it. Okay, next All one. Right. Falcons and Saints in a game the Saints need without – well, we'll know more about Alvin Kamara as it gets to court Sunday, but okay. in a game they need. The Falcons are still mathematically alive too, but another team that needs a lot of help to get into the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, that's, I did see that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the Saints. Division game, playoff implications, Bucks and the Saints. Are, they're both 8-8. Eight Though, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but you said the uh, Bucks hold the tiebreaker. So, yeah. They if, win, they got it. If the right? Bucks win, it's theirs. Okay. So, yeah. but at any rate, I think the Saints, um, they played them last week and I think they'll be, they beat them pretty good. So, yeah. I think they'll beat the uh, Falcons here too. The Saints have a pretty good defense. Olave is played very well. Agreed. Carr is even doing a little better as well. So, I'm going to take the Saints. I am also going to take New Orleans for all of those above reasons. And I think the Falcons who put a decent ish season together will finish it outside of the playoffs okay next one in a game where nobody's gonna play the battle of ohio <laughs> the browns and the Bengals. Bengals with nothing yes. to play for and very beat up and the browns looking forward to the playoffs we like that right so but leading up to this point i think the browns were kind of on a tear they were i mean oh yeah through everybody the last few weeks um like you said they probably won't be playing many of the starters but i do like them as the better team overall here so yeah i'm gonna with the, go with the browns i'm gonna go with the Bengals because anybody yeah. who's important is gonna sit out so i'm gonna go cincinnati they'll at least start some of their guys you think so? i don't think jamar chase is gonna play t higgins no so he's yeah not so playing he's not but play. um but yeah i'll go yeah. with the Bengals. Um, okay all right next one a game with uh one team with a minuscule, I oh, you know they might be unlimited in disregard. I think they're, I think they're already out. The, the Broncos and the Raiders, I think they're both, the Raiders, the no, Raiders they're both out. out. I think they're both out. Yeah, yeah, they're both out. So Broncos, Raiders, what do you like there? Yes, and that's what I have. I have the Raiders, so this game doesn't mean much at all. So uh, quite a few games like this, but both of these teams being eliminated, I think it's just, again, another chance to maybe scope out players for some second, third stringers for next season, who's ticking upward, who's looking good. Um, but got a pick. I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders as well. My second home in this part of my life, the good state of Nevada. Um, 
Vegas Raiders yeah. over the Broncos. Okay, yeah. next one. Rams, another they game. They got a little momentum, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Another game where no one's going to play, the Rams and the 49ers, mm-hmm. both very much locked in. The Niners at the one, the Rams at the six. That's all set and done. Right. Um, what do you like there? Same thing. I actually am going to go with the Rams. Okay. So, um, yeah, just like I think that more of the starters for the Rams will play than the 49ers, though. For some reason, I don't know. It's like an ex- um, ex- be yeah. like a preseason game, a little exp- yeah. <laughs> maybe the time. starters will be resting, another yeah. chance to see some of the uh, other players. I think they would like to keep that momentum going, though. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if I think the 49ers are far more likely to not start their people, the yeah. Rams maybe even through the first half, I think it's a good chance to maybe jump out in front and. The Niners in, in the real world typically own the Rams. I mean, they've beaten up yeah. on them for a long, long time. Yeah. I'll take the Rams as well. This is a pretty, pretty meaningless game, but I'll go yeah. with the Rams as well. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Jags and Titans. A ton of meaning here. We just talked about slightly for the Jags. Yes. Win, win in, in, in the AFC South is theirs. So. Right. So I'm taking the Jaguars on this one. So, and if I don't know, are they getting Trevor Lawrence back this week? They are getting Trevor Lawrence back. They are back getting this week, him yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So I for sure take the Jags and win this one. Um, and then you got Will Levis, who is fighting a foot injury. It looks like Tannehill again, and you Tannehill know, you know my feeling there. If it's uh, Tannehill yeah. run, so yeah. So, um, and I think the other component with this is Calvin Ridley's been kind of hot and cold, yep. more cold than hot, I think, through the season. But yep. he still has us Ingram over there, ATN. Yeah, fairly consistent. Not the, to mention Josh Allen on the defensive side of the ball. The I other think Josh that, Allen. Uh, the other Josh That's Allen. That's not fair. I'm, yes, go yeah. I'm also going to take the Jags. I think they win the division, and rightfully so. They started off so hot and went through a really bad stretch in the mm-hmm. middle-ish towards the end of the year. I think they get this and get their playoff spot that they deserve. Okay. Will they disappear in the playoffs quickly? I think they will. But, yes. they, but they get this oh, win and go. Yeah. Um, next one. Two teams yes. are already out. Um, NFC East matchup, the Jets and the Patriots. Yep. Another race to the bottom here. Yep. So absolutely uh, nothing to play for. But if I have to choose one, I'm going to go Jets. I like the Jets. Me too, just because why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Game with a, some meaning for the Packers. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. they lock up a playoff spot with a win, if I'm not mistaken. Bears and the Packers. I said Packers. Very important game for the Packers. The Bears are eliminated. Packers still in the hunt. Jordan Love had a really good game last week with the yep. Vikings. 256, three passing TDs and a rushing TD. Bears a little tougher on the defensive side of the ball, though. They've been playing pretty playing well. Playing much better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, although they're eliminated, this is like a real bitter rivalry, though. So, yeah. I think uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're still going to show up for it, but I like the Packers to win it. You said it. Lots of division hate. I'm sorry we'll not get the chance to talk about the Bears again this year uh, till later, till become down to you know draft time and that kind of stuff yeah do not get rid of justin fields if they do that what no, a mistake no, no, no. that would they be how stupid i know we said that last week too don't get rid they of are justin trending fields. in the correct direction okay yeah. on this side i'm talking about the packers i have fallen in love with love he's a fantastic quarterback <laughs> he's fun to watch <laughs> yes but imagine that he got three years to sit behind one yeah. aaron Rodgers yeah. and look at him now yeah so the Packers are playing hard. They, they are they are the number seven seed in the NFC. That's all locked up. That's theirs. They will be yeah. in the playoffs. They will get to travel to play the number two seed, which should be Dallas, the way things are playing out, but it could be Philly. Um, yeah. So that's, that'll be a fun game Ooh, to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to take the Packers there as well. Okay. All right. Eagles-Giants. Big game for the Eagles. Nothing for the Giants. I enjoy watching Tyrod Taylor play other than that in that game. But big, big news for the Eagles. What do they do here? So more division hate. I'm keeping yeah. my fingers crossed for the Eagles, though. So, so yeah. They are spinning out a little bit, I think, though, yeah. at, this, at this point with that loss last week. What a heartbreak at home last minute like that and yeah. stuff to Arizona. Yeah. Um, if they lose, the Giants are playing tough. I mean, they they looked okay last mm-hmm. week. I mean, they had a last second loss too against the Rams. 
they picked missed a field goal. Yeah, right? I thought yeah, that they, was crazy. They could have won that game. They're about to win this game. There's a funky, right. penalty, funky penalty right there, and they pushed them back. Yep. Otherwise, they might have been able to hit that field goal and win the game. But I think yeah. it'll be competitive. I'll, I'll take the Eagles here. But yeah. I do think Dallas gets the division in the two seat. But I will take the Eagles. Eagles gonna, the they Eagles. can limp into the playoffs, which yeah. isn't a great place to be. But it's better to be in than out. Yeah. All right. Last Eagles. but not least, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Chiefs, Chargers. Huh. Got to go Chiefs, right? Yeah. So I think um they I think they need these little like wins just to keep themselves like out of this little downward spiral, you know, as they go into the yeah. postseason. So they they are the they, three they seed. Need the momentum. They cannot move. They will be where they'll be, and that's that. Taylor will be watching one game, and then she'll be traveling on her Global Express or right. Gulfstream, whatever she flies on. And then I think maybe those receivers they get a little chance to you know yeah. work on those drops. So yeah. you might see some of their starters in the first half, Kansas City, and then not. you should. Yeah. You should. I will take the Chiefs as well. I mean, I know. It's in LA and everything, but I think they'll play a little bit and yeah. Yeah. So good enough. Okie dokie. And now for the segment, we get the most feedback on oh, everyone. Do we miss Bill's Dolphins? Oh, do we miss the Oh, we did. We I put Bill's Dolphins. Thank you for catching me before I moved on to the shit show stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the most important game of the week. Yes. I mean, talk about a huge difference. It's being the number two seed versus being like the number, I think it's five seed, six seed, six seed, five seed, something like that. Okay. So be, anyway, from being at home playoffs, you know, getting a game at home guaranteed, two games at home if you win your first one, um, to traveling the whole way through basically. Buffalo, Miami. What do you like? It's in Miami. I like the Bills. I like the Bills. So important game for the Bills. Uh, I know the Dolphins have clinched, but if they get a win here, the, like you said, winner take all, right? Yeah. For the uh, AFC East. So this is the game of the week for me. A really good one. I do think they have a better defense than Miami. They could also contend with that offensive side too. So I'm going to take the Bills. There is – so if you lose this game, you're the six seed, just to be sure. So okay. win, get two, lose, get six. There is a crazy, crazy small percentage scenario at the Buffalo if they lose and some other teams win, they get knocked out of the playoffs. Oh, so be. Yeah. Okay. So there's some stuff there. I'm with you. I think Buffalo wins this game. I think yeah. they're playing better. I think they go down there and do what they need to do and lock up that three seed, which would be huge. Um, yeah, Buffalo. Yep. Okay. Now for the second, we get the most feedback. Now we go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> feedback on everyone seems to like it very much. We get a little more player specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now, who's showing up at quarterback? All right. Quarterback. I like Jordan Love. So this is, like we said, game some playoff contentions for them. It is that bitter division rivalry we talked about. Jordan Love has been playing really good football. He will at minimum meet his projections, if not better. So I have him to show up this week. I like it. I am going to go Trevor Lawrence at Tennessee coming off his injury to get okay. down there, get stuff done, score enough points, hit Evan Ingram and others to get the win that they need. Yeah. All nice. right. All right. And on to running back. Running back. What do you like? Running back. I like Zamir White, actually, at the Broncos. It was good to see him get some of the touches that he did. Very popular name this week on the waiver wire stuff, if anybody's still doing that, if they're in their fantasy championships for some reason in week 18. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, it was good to see him against a very stout Chiefs defense, put up 145 yards on the ground. I'm looking forward to continuing to see his uh, volume. I I think he's one to watch for next season. I like him to show up. I couldn't agree more. Show up for me, running back Jamar Gibbs, uh, the Troy Lions. I like him to get his 1,000-yard season, which is, you know, a big accolade for a rookie mm-hmm. against a uh, Minnesota team with not much to play for. And all right, so wide receiver, who do you got showing up? All right, wide receiver, I have Calvin Ridley at the Giants. Okay. I mean, correction, at the Titans. The Titans, yeah. So the Jaguars, and the Hunt, they absolutely need the win. He has been up and down, like we said before, but he has to show up this week. He's got to at least put out the, the the minimum projection contributions in this game. I've got Calvin Ridley. Calvin is a good one. I like Justin Jefferson. Who? Mr. Okay. <laughs> 
Mr. Fantasy Quiet wow. this year. Okay. Justin Jefferson show up and uh, and do some stuff against Detroit. Not a lot because that quarterback situation is a mess for Minnesota, but he'll yeah. show up and, and contribute and make it interesting. Okay. All right, tight end. Tight end, I like Trey McBride, right? Oh. He continues, I think, to see a healthy amount of targets. Pile up those uh, stats in this game. The Cardinals are eliminated, like we said, but still expecting a competitive game from them. I think he'll get quite yeah. a bit of run. I like Trey McBride. To show I think up. he's pretty much Kyler Murray's first look these yeah. days. Yeah, I, I really yeah. do. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, for me, a tight end is Evan Ingram. Uh, sticking on that same game, uh, he needs to have a big game against Tennessee to get them into the playoffs. Okay. All right, defense. Defense, I'm liking to show up the Bears at Green Bay. Now, I know I think uh, overall that the Packers will get the win. I think Green, the Bears will not make it easy, though. They'll make it a pretty tough day for Jordan Love. Uh, they will show up, and it'll be a super competitive game to watch. Yeah, so, the Bears. Fun. I'm sticking with that Jacksonville game, that defense. The other Josh Allen and all those guys need to show oh, up wow. and, and shut down Derrick Henry and all the other guys. I don't have much trouble with Tannehill, but, okay. but the running game anyway, which is basically what Tennessee does these days. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the show out, the baller category. Who do you have at quarterback? Quarterback, C.J. Stroud is the Colts, right? Ooh. So he had a uh, have been having a breakout rookie season, even being mentioned, like we said, in the MVP discussion at one point. Texans on the bubble. They will be giving this game everything they got. So uh, he still has uh, Nico Collins, right? Mm-hmm. Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz. I like it. I think he will have another 4TT day. I like that one. I'm going to take the guy we just talked about, Mr. Number 4 or 5 in the MVP category, Mr. Josh Allen. Okay. To get nice. to go down to Miami and do what he needs to do, get his rushing mm-hmm. touchdowns, uh, spread the ball out a little bit, and get that much-needed win against Miami. Miami's kind of slowed down a little bit the last few weeks, yeah. so I definitely see yeah. Buffalo doing Okay, on to running back. Running back to show out. Running back, Rashad White at the Panthers. Same so, Z's. Yep, Panthers, <laughs> one of the worst teams against the run this season. He's yep. seen some major growth this season, Rashad White has, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so far, 9-15, I think, on the ground, which is double what he had last year. Six yep. TDs, which is six times what he had last year. So, I think yeah. that uh, Rashad White will do pretty well. I could not uh, agree more and get them that need that, that win that they need. All right, yep. on to wide receiver. What do you got to show up? I have Chris Olave to show oh. out, actually, at the back. Okay, so an important game that we just talked about, right? Olave had a down game last week, but before that, great showing against the Rams, 120 yards receiving. In four of his last six, he's had either very close to 100 yards or, or over in receiving. Oof. So, yeah, um, with the season hanging in the balance, I say he shows out. Very good. I like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Dallas needs that win, so they'll have to put some points on the board. Really? Yeah, so I like CeeDee Lamb to have a big game against a uh, Washington defense that has no pass rush left or anything else. So, okay. I don't uh, think he'd be out there, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah. they have to get that win. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, oh, yeah. They otherwise might have to it. put yeah. a nail in the coffin for him. So, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So on to tight end. Okay, tight end. So... I went uh, Michael Mayer at the Broncos, oh, right? The Raiders tight end. Yeah. yeah. So apparently not only are the Broncos bad at the utilization of the tight end position, but very bad at defending the position as well. So on average, they give up about 65 yards per game. And he is a rookie tight end, off to an okay start. One to watch for next season. I think he'll get the volume in a game that doesn't mean very much. Pile up some stats. I think he'll yeah. be one to show out there. I like, uh, we picked this guy a lot this year. I like Trey McBride. Yeah. Uh, for Kyler Murray to be okay. number one check against Seattle. I think he gets uh, probably 10 or 12 targets. Nice day. Okay. Defense. Saints. The Saints defense, they uh, rank slightly higher than the Falcons in passing rushing and overall. I think the Saints defense and offense, too, are going to uh, show up and play like their hair is on fire, basically. So, unfortunately, I don't feel that way about the Falcons, though. So, they have just as much on the line, but big game for the Saints. I'm calling at least a takeaway and a pick six. All right. Yeah, I like that. 
Saints too. That Dallas defense played very well against Detroit last week. They, they really did because mm-hmm. the offense couldn't do very much at all. So I like them to stay on fire, stay on point, go okay. to Washington and help that team get the win. All right. All right. On to <laughs> shit show. Uh, Quarterback. Quarterback. Taylor Heineke at the Saints. I think Atlanta has had many quarterback roles this season. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. they will continue this week if they, if uh, Heineke's still under center. He had a very bad game against the Bears. 163, one TV, three INTs. Here Yeesh. comes another one against the Saints. But. Yeah. I'm going to take Sam Howell, who started off this year pretty well. He had some good games against the Eagles, but pretty much against everyone yeah. else, not so much. He had okay. a rough week against the Niners. Kind of a Niner defense was missing a few pieces, but still not a very good game. And now we get to Dallas defense is very good as well with a lot to play for. So yeah. Sam Howell. All right, running back. Who do you got? Running back. Well, speaking of the Dallas D, I picked Brian Robinson right yeah, uh, against Dallas. So last week he rushed for 44 yards against the Niners. This week he gets another tough defense in the Cowboys. Yep. So it may not, it may be much of the same for him, but he did have some bright spots this season. 80 against the Broncos, 73 against the Bills, 157 scrimmage against the Seahawks. But if this Dallas defense should find themselves uh, taking this game seriously, like you think they will because they need to. Yep. He will be held to very minimal production. So, yeah. Brian Robinson. Javante Williams for me at, mm. at Las Vegas. Uh, they're playing, their defense is playing better. Um, the yeah. get rid of Russell Wilson, of course. We talked about him extensively without yeah. that passing threat, deep threat. I think they're just going to key on in him. And, and he never showed up yeah. really, so, you know, in that role. So, no. Yeah. Nothing there. All right. Wide receiver. I went Rondell Moore to Seahawks. Oh, so interesting. Cardinals, like, the, like we said, missing number one, yeah. Hollywood Brown. He yeah. falls over to Trey McBride. Um, but I think up against the Seahawks defense, they're kind of middle of the road against the pass. Still on the bubble, though, and looking for a spot. I think that um, he'll be all bottled up. All in this right. Game. I will take a personal favorite, and it's because of the team, not because of it. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson against the New England Patriots. The uh-huh. Patriots defense has been playing very good recently against the pass. Okay. Against the pass. All right. Um, they were actually up quite a bit in that Buffalo game before Josh Allen did his Superman thing and took the game over. But, uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson to end a tough year for the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what the offseason brings for the New York Jets. But, yeah, not a good week against the band. All right, tight end. All right, tight end. So, oh, this is one – well, so he's had a very – I went Evan Ingram. He's had a very impressive season quite shit show? Right? Wow. Yeah, I did. I did. And this is why. So – the Titans are a team that defend the tight end position very they well. Do. Yeah, they they do. defend the position very, very well. In fact, they allow the fewest yards and TDs wow. to the position. So yeah. on average, they only give up around 40 yards per game to tight ends. The most they've given up is 78 yards, and that was way back in week two in one single game, 78 yeah. yards wow. way back in week two against the Chargers. So wow. I don't think it's going to be a good one for him. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So for me, putting Cork and this guy who even knows if he's a giant after a lot of talk in the offseason, Mr. Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. He was yeah. in there first, and then yeah. I was doing some research. I was like, wow. They do Talented as could be. You know, it was fun to watch him with the Raiders for a little time he was there. You know, yeah. he's just snatching balls out of the sky and stuff. It just never worked in New York, and I wouldn't be surprised if he moves on yeah. after this year. All right, defense. Okay, defense. I said the commanders will be a shit show versus Dallas. There will be <laughs> – well, so this will be a tough one with, for the eliminated – uh, commanders, even if Dallas decides to play their starters just in the first half, is still, like okay. I said, enough to jump out front and never look back. This Dallas defense is much, much, much too much to contend with. I'm going to take uh, the commanders. Same. The commanders yeah. traded away their two best linemen, and those men are both flourishing in their new uh, roles in their new cities, and there's not much left there. So, same. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that will do it for this week. 
All right. So I think we're getting pretty good at this thing, Joe. I think we're doing great at this thing. Yes. Where to find us? You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Remember to like, follow, rate, and review us on any of those platforms. So those reviews are super important. They will not only help us get better, but help us move up those podcasting charts. And that's definitely what we want. So don't forget... Follow us on Instagram at Arid Out Network and support this podcast. There is a link in each show description. And if you feel so inclined and you like what you hear, you can click support this podcast and make a donation and help make it that much easier to bring you a new episode every single week. So thanks again for listening and for all of the support signing off. This is the Arid Out Fantasy Football League podcast. I am Chantel. And I'm Jill. We'll talk and to you next we week. We'll talk to you next all week. All right. Goodbye. Bye.